The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Christopher Moncayo Torres. Christopher is a writer and storyteller living in Queens. At 21, Christopher broke up with his fiance and found himself reliving his time with her on a loop. One day, he found a wallet on the ground that broke him out of his loop, giving him a new mission and a new shot at love. Hey, Christopher, thanks for being here. Hey, uh, happy to be here. Yeah, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, just kind of ran over here, but... Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm running around today too, so I get it. <laughs> MTA ain't no joke. Yeah. Uh, how? Uh, what did you want to talk about today? Uh, well, uh, it's a story that uh, I feel like talks about some good hurt, some good love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> both, both good love and good hurting? Yeah, the one comes before the other. Okay. So. Yeah, where does it all start? Yeah, uh, well, um, I w- would think it starts from uh, I broke up with uh, my fiance. I was engaged uh, really young. I was 21. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. That was, was pretty young. Yeah, I was really young. I mean, I might even be, yeah, 21. I was in college. Um, met a girl at, uh, it was at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Um, so that's, uh, one of the CUNY schools and, uh, we met, got along great, uh, fought, but it was one of those things where like, you just, it, I don't know, uh, explained it, uh, away every time we had a fight and, um, yeah, it was just like a lot of passion, I guess. Right? Oh <laughs> my gosh. She was younger than me. She was, uh, she was 19. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked her, but more so her family. So I, uh, I had like a latchkey kid experience, always home alone. I come from a big family. I'm like, I grew up the youngest of five, but there's really one of seven of us. And uh, just hanging out with her and her family was like really uh, like enriching. Uh, they like hung out together, had dinner together, a lot of like TV movie stuff. And so I would go over there a lot, and I think that was a big part of kind of hanging out together. Um, yeah, it was just sort of like the opposite family experience that you oh had. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we were both like, uh, you know, I was Latino, she's Latina, Puerto Rican. Uh, my, my family's Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian-American. And, man, like, like they had the whole, like, chancla kind of thing going on. Like, there was just, like, nothing going on in my end because just nobody was home. So I just had to, like, punish myself or figure something out. I was like, well... Yeah, that didn't play too well to my discipline. Um, <laughs> so I could be uh, kind of just doing my own thing. Um, and it was great. It just, uh, it was a lot of fighting. We were that couple that like eventually two, three o'clock in the morning yelling at each other in the street. It's <laughs> raining. We're both wearing leather jackets. So like when she smacks me like on my chest, she's like, get out of my face. I was like, okay. Like just that dramatic. <laughs> um, but uh, we were together for a while. I learned a lot recently about just why I find myself in those situations uh and but that was that was at that moment I had no idea um yeah I guess like 21 I mean I feel like when I was 21 I had one year-long relationship and that was it and it like mm. ended real badly but like that thing of like yeah it was just sort of a mess but I was like oh this is love this is you work through this stuff and you do it and you're like no this was just a terrible situation but at the time I had no idea like now I can easily see that Oh, yeah. Like 30, it's like, yeah, this is what that was. But at the time, I was like, 
I mean, I, I wish I could say I definitely learned my lesson. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely some recent situations. I was just like, yeah, there, there's something to learn there um, many years later. Um, but um, after the breakup, I had a really hard time. And I uh, we broke up a lot. And so uh, I think I got so attached to, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, the family hanging around, a familiarity that I lacked a lot. Um, there was a schedule that I kind of built up. Uh, suddenly that that was done. Um, it, it was a sudden breakup. We broke up a lot, but the last one was, it was always me. And then suddenly she just decided like, no, this is enough. Um, so uh, that took me by surprise and I did not take it well. Uh, and I gradually um, would do stalkerish things <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't know if she knows, but I know it was like uh, walk by her house, uh, walk by like the neighborhood, go go by like the spots that we used to hang around. And uh, just like from a nostalgic standpoint, or hoping you'd like run into her and like get another chance, or definitely not that because I know that if I saw her, I would have just panicked or it just would have looked bad. Like somehow, I know at that time I was like, "This is a bad." Th-. It was like as I was doing the bad thing, I was like, "This is wrong. You should not be doing this," <laughs> because I was trying my hardest to stay. It was like I was uh, uh, stalking the memories is what I, I tend to say. Yeah, you like wanted to just have those experiences mm-hmm. again and kind of like, uh, yeah, you're, you were like, I know that this isn't going to work and it's bad, and but so I still bad. like miss this person and these experiences and I want to not forget that. Yeah, it was like I was like, uh, it was almost like I was haunting the house because I would have to just pass by and like look at the living room. That was a specific thing. I just needed to go by and like look uh, at the stoop where we would take hours to say goodbye when, when things are good and also just like look through the window, kind of see the living room and the TV on and just walk by. It was weird. It became like a habit, like, an, like a thing that I did almost every day. Just get off the L train. Mind you, I lived in Queens. And somehow I'd find myself like jumping <laughs> oh on the... God. Right, exactly. There's like a G train, but like it was a whole rigmarole to get there just to pass by and then get back on the L, the Cobb Avenue, and just head back home. Uh, and it was a habit that was really hard to break. Yeah, and then every every time his, uh, her family was like, oh, Christopher walked by again today. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really don't even know if they knew, yeah. you know? Like, But that's something that like I was so self-centered and so focused that I was just like, I don't care who this impacts. It's just for me. And I do know that I was like trying to do it at times where like they wouldn't see me. Yeah. But I'm sure it's, po- it's super possible. <laughs> it was like very suburban part of like uh, Bushwick. Um, and then one of these times, uh, passed by the house and I did my usual, like, all right, I see you. Great. I'm going to go cry now. And on my way, walking back to the, the Cobb Avenue stop, I walked over what looked like, like folded pieces of paper. Um, and I just, something in my gut told me to like pick it up. And sure enough, when I pick it up, it's a wallet. It's one of those like wallets that are folded into something like a subway map. They make it into a wallet. It's got oh, sleeves. Yeah. Um, and this one's like marble composition paper that was folded into a wallet. And I saw IDs and I open up the sleeve and there's $400 in it. Whoa. All 20s. And I immediately pocketed it because like the Queens resident I am, I just like went straight for the train. I didn't like look around to see like who it belongs to. I just like, all right. Just went in, um, like the good Catholic I am. I, uh, well, you know, I got to give it back to somebody. If I lost $400, I would want it to go back to me. And so I looked at the IDs that were there. Nothing really helped. Uh, the one, li- the license that she had was from San Francisco. So I remember I negotiated that in my head. I was like, I'm not going to send $400 to yeah. a San Francisco. Through the, yeah. Right, through the mail, yeah. through this address. I don't know uh, where this is go. 
and uh, all the other stuff didn't really help. Uh, there was like a, you know, like a bank card and I didn't feel comfortable leaving it at the bank either. I used to work at a bank. So like, you know, shit happens at banks. Yeah, you were like, if I got this at a bank, would I get this back to the person? <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, man, we found your wallet. Yeah, we have it here. No, no cash. There, there was no cash. Um, and so uh, there was this card in there that was different. It was a like in a, uh, an employee ID card, almost like a gift certificate card, where like in the back there was a signature space and all it said was uh, UWS slash AG didn't match her initials. Uh, it, it did have a website on the card and uh, like login info. So I went into the website and it was for the corporation that owns all those Dos Caminos restaurants are in the city. Okay. Yeah. There's a, and, and so I was like, okay, I'm guessing she works here. Because the, the login showed an allowance of like money that you can spend for food, which I'm guessing they gave to their servers or employees, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, to use <laughs> um, corporate, very corporate, like they're just monitoring everything. And I look at all the restaurants. I was like, there's no way there's just way too many of them. And somehow I had like a beautiful mind moment when I was looking at all the restaurants and I saw two that really stood out to me. Uh, there was an Atlantic Grills and there was an Atlantic Grill on the Upper East Side and there was an Atlantic Grill on the Upper West Side. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, AG, Atlantic Grill, UWS, Upper West Side, that's where she works, all right. <laughs> like, still, the Queen's part of me was just like, fuck. This I is mean. also just like a funny, uh, just like detective mode that you just jumped into in this place of being like, all right, I'm dealing with this weird mm -hmm. breakup and a mess and like, oh, here's this wallet. I think that's kind of what it was too, and I've been thinking about that. Uh, how like, I, it was like a new obsession. It yeah, it like, like a, take your brain off of this mm -hmm. thing for a second. At the moment, had no idea, but I was just like, "Great, I gotta help this. This is something to do. This is the thing to do." Uh, and even the photo, uh, like, was super blurry, and I really couldn't see like what she looked like. Um, and, and and I was hoping that when I get to the restaurant, that I can maybe hopefully find her. Um, so the next day, uh, make a, a beeline for Atlantic Grill, right across the street from Lincoln Center. Super nice neighborhood. Uh, I go up to the hostess. She sees me. Hi, do you have a reservation? That kind of spot. As soon as you get in, I was like, no. She's okay. If you could just please move to the side. <laughs> and I was like, no, wait. And I take out the wallet and she recognizes it immediately. She's just like, oh my God, you have Sam's wallet. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you, you come on me. Come on me. Like she like leaves behind like a bunch of people <laughs> waiting on her. And we cut through this restaurant. People are like the gentlemen are in suits and like, every, you know, like everyone's dressed to the nines. And we cut to the back where it's like another side of this restaurant. It's huge, high ceilings. Um, and she's like, go to the bartender. He's going to help you out. Sam's waiting on one of these tables right now. I was like, okay, thank you. And I go, um, and I, and I, before I, again, say anything to the bartender, he just sees me. He's like, holy fuck, you have Sam's wallet. Yo, everybody, he's got Sam's wallet. This is like not the kind of restaurant to do that in, but he was so excited. And the servers like abandon their tables and they come over and they're like asking me questions. And before I can answer anything, I felt a tap on my right shoulder and I turn around and it's red hair blue eyes, five foot, Sam, and she uh, takes a horrible driver's license photo. She was beautiful in person. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like I was kind of nervous. This isn't what I expected. And she's like, hey, you found my wallet. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I'm so glad you work in a place like this. I thought you were a stripper because you had so many 20s in here and like, you know, it <laughs> <laughs> like as quiet as it is now was as quiet as it was right at that moment. I was like, why did I say that? 
<laughs> well, I guess when I get nervous, I say, yeah, you were kind things. of like struck. You weren't like expecting to have this like crush on this person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you were like, la, 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 yeah, stripper, la, right. La. And I remember being like, and you shouldn't carry that. I was babbling. I was like, and you shouldn't carry that much money on you. Like it's way too many twenties. And she's like kind of nodding. And I was like, oh I'm going to like, just stop talking. And she's just like, gives me a hug. Like as soon as I shut up, she gives me a hug and holds me for a bit. And it just felt so good. Especially at that time. I just was just like, wow. Um, it was like the cariño that I needed and it was very affectionate. Um, and, um, uh, pull away. She looks at me. She, she cried. She's crying. She's like, you have no idea. I needed this money. Uh, yeah, I was an idiot for not depositing it right afterwards. I just, l- listen, um, I have to go wait on my tables. Like all the other wa- wa- waiters are like, oh yeah, we gotta yeah, go yeah, too. Yeah, our jobs. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, we gotta go. Um, go at the bar. Here's a menu. Order whatever you want. She tells the bartender, like, it's on me. Don't worry about it. I- I'm going to I'm gonna keep checking up on you. Like, don't go anywhere. I was just like, yeah, great. Um, grab the menu. It's like a Bible of a menu. It just had so much stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, this is our meet cute. Like, this is the moment, right? Like, this is how, this is the story we're going to tell our kids. And, like, you know, this is great. And, like, I was like, I'm, I'm never going to be in a restaurant like this. Like, you know, I look like the delivery guys. That's how I was dressed. Like, um, so, like, I looked at the menu. I was like, all right, uh, get some fish I can barely pronounce. So I was just like, all right, McAllen, 10, neat. Great, ready to go, sit down. And uh, I just took out, I remember I took out my journal and I was, uh, you know, still trying to get into writing then. And I was just like, dear journal, kind of like Doug Funny, like, today's been an interesting day. Uh, You know, I met this girl through this wallet. And as I'm writing, I feel a tap on my left shoulder. And uh, uh, this woman leans into me and I didn't see her there. I guess I was just so excited about what was happening. And she goes, um, what's a handsome guy like you sitting all by yourself? Uh, just that kind of voice. <laughs> and I was just so like, what? And she's just like, why are you here alone? And I was like, oh, it's a whole story. I have time. I was like, all right. And I recount the whole thing for her. And she's like, oh, my God, you guys are going to get married. That's beautiful. And she grabs my left leg suddenly. like She squeezes it. And she's like, but if you want to be with a real woman, I live across the street. <laughs> You should come home with me. And I was like, as I'm like moving, <laughs> unclenching her claws on my leg. No, I'm okay. I am not going to do that. I'm going to just get here and just stay here and get my drink. And she's like, oh, you, you're going you're gonna to be with Sam. You think that's what's going to happen? I was like, yeah. This went on back and forth. Like she just kind of, sort of kept like putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. At one point, the, the part that I keep forgetting is that she was just like, oh, are you a writer? You know, my husband's Bruce Springsteen's agent. And, you know, he knows people. So like, you know, this is how it happens. You build relationships. So have an affair here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like re- she, when she said build relationships, it was like have an affair. You yeah. know what I mean? Like come home, meet, you know, whatever. And I was like, Bruce Springsteen's agent. That's such a weird, like specific yeah. thing. <laughs> so I started believing it. I was just like, maybe she's right. Cause that's a weird specific thing to lie about if she is lying. Um, and, uh, at, at that point also I was just thinking of Sam and I was just like I, I could just get up and go there's nothing like besides that but I didn't I didn't want to lose the mo- momentum and, and I was thinking like what could happen here and Sam was checking up on us and I learned that she was also she got a, a MFA in creative writing uh, she uh, played in a, in, a, in a band and she just was like into similar stuff and we were talking here and there and she just was kind of like just I liked her but I was also trying to like swat away this old woman yeah. that was just like <laughs> hitting on me super hard, uh, super hard to the point where like, um, and I had my really nice food again, really nice food that like I was like I am not gonna not gonna miss out on this nice fish. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was this like nice like red salmon thing. Anyway, um, 
she at one point uh, grabbed me in between my legs. That's where like we crossed the divide, and I just jumped up and yelped. I was like, "Whoa, let you stop! Leave, just leave me alone! I don't want to go home with Jesus. you." And she, uh, she just like kind of stares at me, and uh, the the bartender comes. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey! Is everything all right? What's going on here?" And I was like, "I thought we were friends. Like we're not friends anymore." And he's just like, "What? What? What happened?" And he talks to her, and she's just like, kind of also recounts. She's like, "Hey, if I told you to go home with me, like you, you'd go home with me, right?" And she's just like, uh, "He, the bartender, was just like." No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go home with you. Is she trying to do that? She does it with everybody. Don't do that, man. <laughs> just leave him alone. We told you about this, okay? Like you just need to sit, oh, relax. Man. And I was kind of more relaxed because he was on my side. But then she took out an e-cigarette and she takes a drag and she blows the smoke in his face. And then he just immediately, that's it. You, you're done. Go. Get out of here. Go. We told you you gotta go. Apparently she like acts up a lot and she gets up from her stool grabbed a bunch of like Dwayne Reed bags I didn't see and she just like you missed an opportunity of a lifetime and just starts hitting people with the bags on the way out super just like and she's gone and I am ready to go this is like my yeah that's a lot to yeah to be like when you're in this like oh this might be something mm-hmm. I'm focused here and then you just got this thing happening all around you it was too many plates spinning at that time and uh before I could go though like Sam was like wait 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 like where are you going and I was like it you know you got your wallet because that's what I was thinking too. I was like, ah, see, this is what I get for trying to get something out of, you know, delivering yeah, this like, wallet. Yeah, you didn't want it. You didn't want it to seem like you had this ulterior motive mm-hmm. of delivering mm-hmm. the wallet. You just wanted to like do this nice thing. But it, I was, but I was catching myself like staying. You yeah, know, I was being, like, I deserve this. This is this is the way to soothe my heartbreak. Yeah, you yeah. know. And so again, like you know, the the guilt that I have on me constantly through many things, Catholicism being one of them. Um, I was like, yep, nope, that's a sign. <laughs> Everything's been a sign. This wallet, this whole adventure. Um, she uh, stops me, like I said, and says, uh, she takes out like her dupe, you know, like her little uh, pad, and she writes down her name and or gives me her number. She's like, hey, you should like, we should hang out sometime. And I was like, oh, wait, no, yeah, all right, it's happening, great, <laughs> woo. And uh, she's like, you know, uh, you can come and see see my band. Uh, and, you know, we play in Astoria. I was like, oh, like, like do you also play in Bushwick? Because, you know, that's where I found the wall. She's like, no, that's where my boyfriend lives. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> and I just got so sad, just so quiet. And I was just like, but like, I pushed the paper back at her that she gave me with her number. And she just was looking at me confused. Like, what, what, what? And I was like, listen, what I don't want to do is hang out with your boyfriend at your shows and talk about how awesome you are. It's not really in a place for that. And she then pushes the paper like back at me and says, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, man. And I remember thinking, I was like, that's a horrible way to start a relationship. Yeah, that's a bad. As I was grabbing the paper. (laughs) And I was just like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay. And I head out. um, And I text her. um, And and she never responded, which I'm super grateful for, like in hindsight. At the time, I was like, why isn't she texting me? Um, (laughs) And and I do remember... um, that that kind of eventually led to being on the train again and i remember thinking um coming up on the DeKalb avenue stop one of these times like i did the same thing that i always did i took the took the end train i think i was working downtown so i was taking the N train and i got off at uh union square and it was that like perfect impasse i was like all right like i could get on the l train right now or i could just kind of like try to still head home towards queens try to get on that seven train Nope, got on the L, and then again, I was just like, no, this is okay, just like, you know, uh, just maybe get off at the cob and then kind of walk, and I just started getting sad. I got so sad because I just felt myself in a loop. Like, that relationship with Sada just happened so fast. 
the thing with Sam happened so fast. Everything was just felt very fast and I wasn't stopping and letting myself just relax. Come off this super roller coaster of like an engagement. It almost yeah. happened. I like I didn't just lose her, I lost that family. And I think that's why also I was like desperate, I think, to to just form something new right away. And I remember getting to the DeKalb Avenue stop. <laughs> and I wish I could be like, and I looked at it and I said, no, I think I was just so in my depression and my like epiphany that I like missed the stop. And I was like, wait, no. Uh, uh. And I just like rode it all the way to get to like Broadway Junction and then took the longer way to get to Queens. Um, that was one of the first times where like I kind of sort of stopped that habit. Um, yeah, it like broke you out of that habit of like, oh, I'm getting off the stop every day and walk around. And you're like, oh, I missed the stop. And it was exhaustion. It yeah. wasn't like so much like a choice. It was just like, I'm tired. Like I ran so into it that I was like, oh, I have no more firewall. I yeah, like I'm down. doing this crazy thing to myself and don't realize I'm doing it to myself. My body and, felt it. Yeah. My body just broke down on that L train and just like got super sad and I cried and um, I got like less um, like uh, ganas is like a Spanish word of just like a want, a desire like that just it, it was less attractive to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that just seems like such a, it's it, like finally you let, you almost like let your emotions catch up to your body mm. in a way, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, great. We're, let's like get back on the same page again so we can sort of reset properly. I like that. <laughs> right? I like, that. like my emotions are just like, <laughs> okay, he stopped, he stopped, great. Um, I feel like there's, there's something to be said about not letting yourself think about that stuff until mm. you, I guess you need it. Like, it's a good point. I think it's like I need it, but yeah, there's there's that point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna let, <laughs> I'm just gonna let busyness take over mm. and keep myself like the wallet, right? Yeah. Like that wallet is like the perfect like, great. I don't have to think about the state of my life right now because I could focus on this wallet, and then yeah, but then it's like, yeah, okay, there's a real thing that happened to me, and I have to deal with that, and then I miss the stop. Yeah, I forget about that part that I got so into finding who this belonged to. Uh, I've had people like, just why don't you just take the money? And I just, half of it, yes, is this like, uh, whatever you want to judge it as, but just like, someone needs something. If I lost this, I would want to have this returned to me. And it probably just was kind of like, I need to think about something else, right? Yeah. You know, like people have like, I read a book, I go do this. I was like, I go find things that are lost. Yeah. And bring them back to people. I had, I had this like the biggest relationship in my life and uh, in December mm. and the thing that I did after it ended was like a puzzle. Mm. <laughs> like it was like a thousand piece puzzle. You're better than me. I have no patience for and, this. <laughs> but I think it was, that was what I need. It just like, I put all of my focus into this puzzle and I would be like, I think I would spend like three hours just sitting I'd like come home from work and like eat dinner and then just do like three or four hours just doing a puzzle and it was just such a thing where my brain that's all my brain can focus on mm. and it was like this thing that got me through like the week and after that happening of just like how did you feel as you were doing it like I piecing think, it together because I like I'm I'm my brain is such a is such a uh like logical brain I guess like I'm such a this works and so a puzzle for me is like such a I am solving a thing, right? Mm. And that's, I think it's like, yeah, solving this wallet mystery to me is like, that's a thing that my brain gets and then gets into. And then once I'm doing that, it's like, oh, this is just a process. And I know 
that this is just steps that need to happen and I can do those steps mm. and it might be tough. Like there's, I guess like a puzzle is meant to be tough at times, but it's like, there's, oh, a, great. there's a metaphor in there. Yeah. For sure. And I feel like that was just this weird thing that happened that I got like thrown into at that time and mm. didn't think about at that time as much as it was of like, I'm going to just dive headfirst into this puzzle. That's funny. That makes me think of like, like a victory, right? Like you need a win right now. Yeah. yeah whatever yeah. way that looks like. Yeah, and then it's like I finished the puzzle, and then I was like, oh, great, this is done. And I literally, like, it's framed in my apartment really? right now. Like, That's I, cool. I had, a, like, one of those plastic, it's not, like, nice frame, but it was just, like, I literally had this leftover thing, and I was like, I don't want to just ruin this thing and put it back in the box, and now it's, like, up in my apartment. That's super cool. But it's, like, my that, that, was, my, that was my wallet, my, <laughs> like, big, big breakup of That's really cool. a time. Yeah. So do you feel like since that, I mean, I guess it's, it's been a few years since Oof. this has happened. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm 30, I'm going to be 34 in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I was 21. So it was a while ago. But yeah. there are habits that, well, let me finish. Okay, what was your question? I don't want to. Oh, no. Yeah. I guess that was sort of what it is. It's like how, how much of your life has like the perspective, I guess, of being that far, like 13 years removed from this thing and like how you look at this stuff now. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, not to get like super meta, I suppose, but it's interesting. I've retold that story in very different ways. And in a way, I think recently I've been thinking of it uh, less like me cute and less like it is funny. It's sort of just like, oh, wow. Like especially recent things like a relationship I had that had very similar dynamics to my ex-fiance um, of like, uh, whoa, there are things in there that like young Christopher is still like I'm still doing now, and and so it's interesting to tell the story with a little bit more like gravitas, a bit, yeah, to be like, mm, uh, it, you know, it, there is like oh, I'm, I was stuck in the memories, right? But there is this like, oh man, there is a impulsive obsessiveness about me that I don't want to shame too much, but that um, you know, uh, pivot towards something like a puzzle, you know, or like a, a story or, or something I'm working on instead of. Uh, like just going in a loop loops has been a big thing for me right now uh and i definitely uh am trying to break out of it i think telling that story when you asked me i was just like it was just a weird timing for sure in a good way i was just like like it brought a lot of hurt and shame as i was telling the story like embarrassment i was like oh yeah. man i'm still doing <laughs> i was just like yeah back then i did that i was like oh fuck i'm still doing shit like this. but i think it's like the difference is you're aware of it right like even right. if you do it you're still like Oh yeah, this is a thing that I do, and it's probably not great, but I'm a like I can still half. Have you been talking to my up. therapist? Because no, this no, is this exactly is what she says. She's just like, yeah, but the difference is you aware of it, and I'm like, I'm so. And she's like, well, that's the work. I was like, mm. it's like yes, awareness is the work. Yeah, but that's my thing too. It's like I'll be like, oh yeah, this is something I've done before, and it's not great, but I. But I know I'm like, I have that. I'm not just going in blindly and just a disaster, I guess. Right. It's like, well, well, I guess the other thing with storytellers is like, for sure. It's like, I thought I knew that I was that way a couple of years ago. Like I was like, I thought I was giving it like the severity that it needed. And and then, you know, and I'm like, no, wait, I, oh, I didn't see that. And so it's trying to live in the, yes, the I'm aware or like, I'm even more aware this time. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much for being thank here for and, having and sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you like produce your own mm-hmm. stuff. If yeah. people want to find out what you got going on online or anything, like yeah, what, yeah. What um, go, uh, uh, failbetter.nyc is our website. Uh, look us up on Instagram uh, at failbetternyc. 
we have uh, the big thing for the storytelling community is like a free storytelling show workshop that I have now. So uh, you come in, uh, you tell your story for like eight-ish minutes and we do like a workshop. Like everybody in the audience also offers feedback if you want it. And then me and somebody else facilitate it. So we're pretty good at making sure like, well, if that's like, is that the feedback you need? Great, because people can get super prescriptive. <laughs> so it's, it's really like a workout storytelling gym kind of thing. Um, so yeah, and, and I run it, uh, Laura Maltz, who I know you've had, uh, she's our story time coordinator. So if you email us, uh, if you go to our website, you get a submission form, you fill it out, it's just super simple. Uh, yeah, well, thanks so much, Christopher. No, thank you for having awesome. me. Yeah, this is awesome. This is how we love, this is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can also support the show and get exclusive content each month by going to patreon.com slash lovehurtspod. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs>